Hello there. This is the box office show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We're also going to be giving our thoughts on the Oscar winners and playing a game of Oscars Jeopardy. Oh yeah, and today we're joined in the box office with Lillian Snyder. Heyo! And Spencer Giles, who is our friend, filmmaker, and record holder for most guest appearances on the show. Hello. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. All right, well, let's jump right into it. The box office breakdown for the week of February 7th through the 9th. Our debut for this week was Birds of Prey. And it, uh, go ahead. Did you see it? I did not. You guys did. Did you see it? I yeah, you, you saw, saw it. Spencer. I saw it. Um, I don't think it was like a. Well, I was gonna say fabulous, but that's really sad. You can't use that word with the when there's fantabulous in the name. Um, I thought it was a fun film, a good film. It wasn't super like well written, but it was like it was fun. It was enjoyable. Um, I really liked the like fight scenes. Like I forget when you edit a fight scene well. And you, like, there's not five billion cuts. I forget th how much I enjoy it. A la Daredevil. I thought it was really boring. I thought the <gasps> movie was basically trash. <gasps> oh. Oh. <laughs> the breathing from <laughs> last week. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty bad. Um, after a while, for the first five minutes, I was like, oh, this could be good. I love Margot Robbie and everything. And she was good in the movie, but the writing really, I thought, let Harley Quinn down. But after a while, I started counting my jokes of how many times I laughed, and I laughed twice. And they really, really tried to go for these jokes. I laughed. Can I spoil it? When? Oh, spoil bro. What? No. You no. Spoil no, it. It's not, it's, these, aren't, these aren't big spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. Um, okay. It's been one <laughs> week. They're just, they're, they kept in going. I'm sorry. It's just been long, but... uh. But yeah, no, I just laughed twice. Um, I did not think the action was good. Uh, the slow motion scenes were very good. Agree. But uh, I it was not edited well, the action scenes at all, because it would cut at a moment where I don't think you should have cut an action scene. Like, there was times where uh, they're racing with the car, and she's on her rollerblades, and there's a car, and like, Val crashing, like, oh, it's Val crashing, and it cuts, shows the explosion, and cuts back to this action where it could have just made that seamless. And there's a lot of times where they try to go for a move, and they went for the punch, or they went for a flip, and better action movies or more accomplished stuntmen and coordinators would have kept that in and made this like seamless transition. But we just decided to cut on that. So it wasn't that like there's many cuts. It was just when they decided to cut really killed it for me. I can see that. And there was a it was just made cheap like Black Mask's uh, house. Like uh. that was like just a warehouse. And they were like, look at his gorgeous apartment. Bruh, he got that whole ass. Ooh, whole heck. Um, he's got so many like things in his house. Though, what do you mean warehouse? It's like a warehouse with a table and some ornaments. It was just so strange. Oh, but it was from the top floor where you could see his club and everything. But it was just this warehouse. It was just brick. But, but it was it so the function. What was the function? You're just told it's at you the top of the warehouse. It doesn't I'm... look like a rich man lives there at all. And there's a lot of these sets where they're just like they just made it cheap. I like it. I assume it has something around the uh, production value of the Joker. Because they made the Joker, but I felt like the story 
you know, served that like cheaper uh, risk. Birds of Prey just looked so cheap. Birds of Prey budget is $97 million. Well, they don't know how to use it. <laughs> um, what did they spend it on? I don't know, but the sets are so bad. Uh, the music, I thought, was horrible. <gasps> the music. Bro. And uh, that, you on that, one. that little music video moment where she gets slapped. I was so confused on what was going on. Uh, Owen McGregor is always fantastic and everything. Never changes. Bro, I thought it was a little much. I understand that. I understand that. But even when it was a little much, I'm like, you're Ewan McGregor. I don't. I don't care. Same thing with Margot Robbie when I was just like, oh, you're the character's annoying me, but you're Margot Robbie. Uh, I felt like none of the other Birds of Prey did anything at, I at all. I really liked Black Canary. People did. Yeah. I thought she was cool. If I could see more, I would pick her. But it was just like, her, to me, that was more the believably, the believability of the performance. Believability. <laughs> yeah. so, we can edit that out. We can edit that out. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> um, I woke up 10 minutes ago. But, um, you really did. But uh, we, that was from that. Like, I convinced, like, when she was fighting, I believed her. And when she was speaking, I believed her. But it was just the writing still was just so poor that I can't really tell you what her character was. Minus that, like, she sang, and then she drove, and then she screamed. And that's basically everything she did. And so, yeah, I didn't like the movie. Wow. It was very boring. I think Suicide Squad is better. <gasps> you Whoa, take that back right now. Opinion. It is a strong opinion. But you suicide... think the writing for Suicide Squad was better than this? I'm not saying the writing. I'm saying the movie. Both of their writings are bad. I also bad. would not agree. <laughs> um, Viola Davis, though. What a woman. But I felt like Suicide Squad had little moments Agreed. of weird goodness. Like when Deadshot is just shooting bullets and he just doesn't miss. He goes through the holes and it's burning. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In the prison? Kind of. That is a moment where I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. In Birds of Prey, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a moment where I was like, oh, I'm interested. Oh, this is exciting. Like the water? What water? The water? What water? <laughs> I did that up. No spoiler. In where the little girl and then everybody else and everybody else and then they out and then they fight. What in the world are you talking about? She slides about? through the water, bro. So? When the... That you was so like, boring. You didn't think that, that was, was cool? just a cage. That cool? was such. That was such. It was just cages. I'm like, why? This is so just cheap and boring. And uh, and, and boring. you could see like the stuntman. I could see him move in position so he could hit the cage. I was like, oh my god. I didn't think that was cool. Um, you just don't know how to have fun. I love having fun. <laughs> I love Booksmart was my number three. That's all fun. Um, that is true. So there's been some talk that they were going to try and make Harley Quinn DC's Deadpool equivalent. You think they failed? Ooh. I do. I, I feel um, I feel they tried to make her a more relatable character. And I don't know if that's because they now believe they can't make in like the Me Too movement or this era that they can't make a woman go insane because harley quinn is like an insane character and suicide squad even though that's a bad movie she is insane in that movie and this movie she doesn't she's not crazy at all she doesn't do anything that's really truly out there except in the beginning when she does that thing with that man the driver and then uh but there's there's a moment where that person this guy does something to her doc and she just she just kill him like i felt like harley quinn would just kill this man and there's no reason not to. Like, she doesn't do anything. Because Deadpool, if we want to, like, do the equivalent, he really goes out there at times. Either it's through jokes or through actions. 
and they just they didn't push Harley Quinn there at all, which I makes me sad because I th- I would love to see Margot Robbie more as a character, but written in a way where she can have the full potential of her character. Well, there you go, and it seems like a lot of people are agreeing with you, Spencer, because it only made thirty three million this opening weekend, which is not very good. We predicted fifty million last week. Yeah, that's not good at all. I mean, with a $97 million budget and a 33 first weekend, that's not good at all. It is not. Uh, to give that some context, Shazam, last year, granted, um, this one is rated R, right? Huh? Yeah, which right. limits the viewing audience right. a lot. Um, so take with a grain of salt, but Shazam had $53 million. So that officially makes this film DCEU's lowest opening weekend ever womp womp not very good so yeah and and some people liked it i mean it got a b plus on sim score lily you seem fond of it since you were trying to push back against spencer there i'm not saying it was like a great movie but it was certainly fun and okay but that's crazy because that means people didn't even go see it like didn't even give it a chance and i feel like the i don't know i feel like people would have been excited i was I heard a lot of buzz when there was like, a Harley Quinn's getting her own movie. I can't believe people didn't check it out, at least. I think one of the problems is the title, because then they just changed the title. That's what I heard, where it's now Harley Quinn's and the Birds of Prey, where it's still in the movie. It says Birds of Prey and the one fantastic emancipation of... Fantabulous. Fantabulous emancipation emancipation of the one Harley Quinn. Of one Harley Quinn. That's crazy. That was an unnecessary echo. (laughs) We said it wrong. He got it after Fantabulous. It was pretty well, close. No, of one Harley that is, Quinn. That is also, is different. that's the issue, is that I got the title wrong. Like, I, I saw this movie, mm. <laughs> and I can't tell you the title of it. You should think about it. Wow. Well, Dylan and I haven't seen this film. We should, though. We will eventually. I promise you. I'll go with you again. Do we want to, we can do it for next week, no? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'd love to do that So next we'll week. bring our thoughts next week, and Lily, if you want to be on to continue to defend it in some ways <laughs> you're always welcome back i just think it was definitely fun i've been to way less fun movies how much did you laugh <laughs> a lot and i was sitting i was sitting between like eight boys there was one girl one and there were like 12 of us bro noah went with us <laughs> noah hated it <laughs> <laughs> okay well that was birds of prey which didn't do so bad um after Birds of Prey, we Sorry. have Bad Boys for Life, which is still holding on oh with 12 God. million. Sorry. This movie is so much fun. I still Ooh, okay. loved Bad Boys. I haven't seen it. You need to. It's better than Birds of Prey. Okay. <laughs> and we have 1917 with 9 million. And get this, it only dropped 2% from last week. So that's definitely the Oscar thing. We'll see. Incredible. I know, right? Because everyone thought this was going to be the best picture one. But... <laughs> Let's we'll get to that later. Sam Visual effects. We'll, we'll get to that later on. Doolittle won or got six million. It didn't win anything. <laughs> it's not even nominated. It won people actually going to see it. That's what that's it crazy. He got six million, which was a thirteen percent drop. Jumanji. That's right. Yeah, Jumanji got five point five million. Still hanging in to the top five. It only had a seven percent drop, and now it's on the verge of three hundred million domestic. Then down a few, we've got Little Women, which made 2.3 million, and it's now past 100 million domestically. So, I mean, 
hey, it's got that Oscar bump and it, it it's doing pretty well. It passed 100 million. It's mm-hmm. great. And Dylan, just for you, Knives Out is back in the top 10. <laughs> oh my God. After dropping off last week. So this is its 11th week and it just bumped in with 2 million into the top 10. But the reason I we brought up the drops that it had is people went to the movies, but they didn't go see Birds of Prey. Yeah. Which is, I so I don't know. It's not oh, that why? people weren't going. It's people that people weren't going to see that specific movie. So I don't know what it was. It the marketing or the title? <laughs> I mean, what was it? It could be the title, but it also the movie doesn't. I think visually pop off at all, which is an issue. It, it really doesn't. There's some good uh, moments of color, but nothing where you can say, "Oh, wow!" And then the movie just doesn't really have anything to say. It doesn't talk about women coming together. It doesn't talk about just watching this chaotic figure just have fun. It just there's there's nothing to it. There's not that extra sauce. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. But we'll, we'll talk about it next week a lot more in depth. So listen to that. Now our box office predictions for this Valentine's Day weekend. We have <laughs> <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, the best date movie ever. ever. Just. Ever at all in history? We're predicting what thirty six million for that? Yeah, something around there. Could you, if that gets over Birds of Prey, that'd be so funny. That would be tragic. But I think so I don't know. I think a lot of people are gonna go see Sonic. I think so I too think because because they changed. <laughs> that's it. the like movie when you're not with somebody, so you just go out to see Sonic just for the heck of it. But like memes have becoming more and more popular with movies. Like, if you look at Bird Box, when it came out, there's, like, some viewership, but then, like, memes started going around, and people started watching it more. So I feel like just that level of, like, controversy, and putting Sonic on Valentine's Day, people are talking about, like, why is Sonic on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I think more people are going to go out than you expect, even for people who just want to see it just for the stupid fun, mm-hmm. which is what I think we're all going to do. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Are you really? <laughs> You're going to go see it? Opening day? Uh, I don't know about opening day. Damn. Dang. Mm. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> you and me together. Oh. No one else. Aw. Oh, thank you. Private theater. Right. Yeah. And then, so what do you think Birds of Prey is gonna get next week? Do you think it'll have a good hold, or is it? Because it could, if it really drops off this next week, that is not gonna look good. I could see it bumping up because of Valentine's Day. Like maybe people want to go see the super action movie on Valentine's Day for a, a but also Galentine's. Yeah, maybe a Galentine's Day. But Valentine's. Also, it's like I don't know. It didn't do well last week. There's not a lot of talk about it. I could also see it floundering, doing a lot worse than it did last week. And I don't know. We'll see. It just. It didn't even have any like competition. Like, what else? Why did people? These movies have been out for forever. Why did they go see? Bruh. <laughs> it's a good movie. I don't blame it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, what do you think Parasite is going to do next week? Because it's never it's been in back. the top ten. It's never been in the top ten because it was a very limited oh, release. But do you think after this weekend that it'll be able to cut through? Sonic and the other, I don't know, Valentine's I, Day movies. I, I think people who haven't seen it might be curious as to why, wow, why did this movie of all movies win Best Picture over some like great movies like Little Women in 1917 and Joker and all <laughs> these great movies. And so they're going to go and watch Parasite, which I encourage everybody, all our listeners, to go watch Parasite if you haven't seen it. Or if you have seen it, go watch it again. I've seen it three times already, and I'm going to buy it and watch it more. Dylan, my mom listened to the podcast, and then she went out and watched Parasite. 
Did she like it? She loved it. That's great. Speaking of the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. What's, can... our, what's some of our key moments? Yeah, well, of course, the first thing you just mentioned there, we got to bring it up. Parasite won Best Picture, the first non-English film to ever do so in the 92-year history of the Academy. It's about time. It is about time. I mean, seriously. Dylan, what's your... What... If that wasn't the first, what do you think, like, has deserved it in the past? In the past? Um, Roma, Seven Samurai. um, This this is just me talking about the foreign film that I like. I can't compare it to the other movies that were nominated that year. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, Seven Samurai, um, Das Boot was really good. Um, What? 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 That wouldn't count. It's a TV show first, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the history of it because I know it was like they split it up as a miniseries, but then it was also definitely released as a movie. So I don't know which one. I don't know. That one's iffy. Um, City of God's really good. I don't know if I would let that one win Best Picture, but it was really good. But there's just there's so many foreign movies out there that a lot of people just don't know about. And I mean, if you can read, you can watch a foreign. (laughs) (laughs) You can watch it with subtitles. I mean, what's the problem? I don't understand. I really wish poor Ben could get over his issue of subtitles to go out and just discover so many good movies. Um, I someone told me that they're a slow reader and apparently couldn't finish reading the subtitles in time to see the character's facial like reaction. And I said, "How? (laughs) Please let me know your thoughts on that, audience." Oh, that's. I was just kind of mean. That's terrible. What? Well, I mean, some people are slow readers. Some people are dyslexic. That's not very nice. But I think that the subtitles are on for long enough. Lily, some people are slow readers. And is that an issue for you? That you can't look at the face and read at the same time? Like, some people are slow readers. That is a genuine complaint, though. People are like, well, I want to look at the actors. I don't want to read the thing. And so you don't spend all your time looking at the faces if you're reading it. But, like, calm down. Some people are slow readers. Seriously. Not everyone's a great reader like you, Lily, and geez. Yeah, what's but your I word But I think my minute? bigger <laughs> issue is, like, there are movies like Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino where most of it is in subtitles, like in foreign languages, in French, Italian, and German. And a lot of people went and saw it, and they were like, wow, that was great. And then not a lot of people, like, gave enough attention to foreign films. I mean, what's the difference? It's still subtitles. Mm-hmm. Like, what? what's the problem? I see that, because you're saying, like, an American filmmaker using subtitles like an american filmmaker making a movie in majority of a foreign language versus a foreign language film i think it's like a marketing perspective because uh inglorious bastards like from miramax so they can just mm-hmm. say this is an american movie and they can drum that in so much more and especially you have american actors that you recognize like uh michael fassbender and brad pitt you can just you could put them to the forefront when it's like you only have foreign actors so like the only thing you're playing off of is like it's a foreign movie yeah i can see that but, I mean, I encourage people to watch more foreign movies. Um, there's a huge list of them out there. There's so many. There's more than American movies, I'm, I'm sure. And they're really good. A lot, well, some of them are really good. Can we like all golf? recommend a foreign language movie for people to watch? If I could recommend any, I would recommend The Lives of Others, which is a German movie about the Cold War occupation of East Germany. 
and um, the communists who had to listen in to um, anti-communist protesters and then try and, like, stop them from protesting. And it was about, like, listening in on this family and the family, like, the person who was, like, listening in on them sort of, like, fell in love with the family and tried to help them and whatnot. And so it was just really good. It came out recently, too, so it's not, like... I mean, if you're, like, one of those people who don't like older movies, it's not older. It's just foreign. <laughs> I think if you're starting off in foreign language movies, I think Old Boy is probably the best bet you can have. That is a great movie. Way better than the Spike Lee version. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, that's... The Spike Lee's pretty gross. Um, it's just It's bad. his worst movie. Ooh. It is his worst movie. Um... But yeah, I love Old Boy. Uh, it has great action scenes, especially that can help people. There's no talking, so the if slower, fast reader, you can comprehend it. I and love then, the hallway fight. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Great. Um, and then it's it can be s- slow at times, but you can tell it's taking you somewhere, and the place it takes you is very shocking. And I think people will enjoy that shock value, no matter who you are. It's definitely shocking. You guys, foreign films, suggestions? Kung Fu Hustle is hilarious. <laughs> okay. That's all I have to say. That's also a very visual movie, I would say. All right, Ryan? It's along the same lines as Inglorious Bastards, but The Farewell, because it does have a yeah. large portion of it that is foreign language. I'll give you that, even though... I mean, it's, it's integral not... to the story. Integral? Do you mean integral? You can literally say both. But I don't I'm... like it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say you both. Can say both. Yeah, but it, it's integral. I mean, that's because we're calc people, Dylan. Yeah, you took calculus, Ryan. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I'm not a math major, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> integral. All the I'm math on that people. team. Yeah, integral. integral. Oh, Spencer. Thank no. you, Spencer. Thanks. Well, anyway, um, speaking of gross things, James Corden and Rebel Wilson came out as cats at the Oscars, <laughs> which was a nightmare in itself. It really was. That was so funny. I'm amazed they did that, and I'm so glad they did I'm a little upset they did that, because it's just mean well, to the VFX people. Well, it was mean people, to the VFX people. Who, like, put in, like, 80-hour work weeks to finish this terrible movie. And I don't blame it, like, all on the CGI. Like, the story's terrible. The musical Cats is terrible. Why would you think the movie would be better? <laughs> in what way would the movie be better than the terrible musical? It just wouldn't. So why would you blame everything on the VFX when you're already making a bad movie? Without the VFX. It would have been just as bad if they were in just, like, cat suits like they were at the Oscars. It just still would have been a bad movie. I agree. And these VFX artists worked really, really hard to make it look as uncanny. Like, like like they made it look a little too uncanny. It was, like, kind of gross. <laughs> but they tried really hard to, to make it something that you could, like, appreciate rather than something that's disgusting. But you just can't do it. You can't make a human look like a cat person and get away with it. It's just not possible. And they tried their best. That they did. Oh, well. Um, the next best part of the show was Eminem. <laughs> oh, my God. For zero reason. Which I missed. There was a reason. What What was the reason? Oh he won the Oscar for that song. No, but, but like... He wasn't able to... Yeah, I know. Go. Oh, what reason would there be to bring Eminem in in the first place? Like, Because they so were like, ago. guys, we don't have a host. What can we do? I guess, and yeah, so they that's said, like the only thing is that they didn't know how to fill Eminem. time, so they're like, hey, Eminem, what are you doing? You just dropped a new album, right? So that was cross-promotion I mean, thing? maybe, but so it, it was still unnecessary. It was, like, it was, like, unrelated to anything that was happening that night. Correct. Completely. <laughs> Correct. And they just threw in Eminem for the fun of it. 
Correct. And the reactions were the best part of that performance. Correct. Yeah, that is the wrong audience for an Eminem show because half the audience was like, yeah, and then the other half was like old Hollywood people who don't know who this person is. (laughs) I love Adina Menzel's face. That was so funny. I love Martin Scorsese's face who's just like stone. Yeah, he's pretty much asleep. What a great (laughs) shot. I love Marty. Nickname basis with him, really? Yeah, um... I genuinely, I've never loved him more than I loved him on Sunday. So he didn't win anything. He won my heart. Well, that's not Why, much. Can I get an awe in here? <laughs> Aww. We'll, we'll put it in post. <laughs> uh, and finally, we had some uh, small bit of controversy where they cut controversy. out. Yeah, they cut off Parasite when they were trying to do their best picture speech. And then you saw in the front row all those like A list superstars, Margot Tom Robbie, Hanks was like, Tom come Hanks. on! Yeah, they're saying, on. put the lights back, put it on, put it on. Mm-hmm. And so that was super cool to see that everyone yeah, was rallying back, around. And they did, yeah. And they let the them finish the part where they cut to Jane Fonda when and she, she said, about to do the outro, and she went, uh, and then so they oh had God. to cut back. <laughs> and then they also cut off the people who won for best makeup, the bombshell people, which is. Not all the people. They let the. There the was man. one guy and two women for bombshell literally and they cut it off after the man and they they let the man speak and then and then the girl tried to speak and they they turned the lights off and nobody said anything granted it's very hard to direct and like run one of these live shows because you have to meet like certain time frames for commercials and you have to be able to come back at the right time and leave at the right time and it's a very stressful thing to do to run a live show like that but, I mean, I've seen better shows, and you should be more in your A-game. You should figure, like, if three people are going to go up there and one person speaks, you might want to figure maybe the other two are going to say something, too. And his speech wasn't even that long. Like, there were plenty before and plenty after that ran way longer than that did. Well, certainly, there are some that are given more time, like the more prestigious awards. Like, Best Picture is given, like, a lot of time compared to, like, Joaquin Best Makeup. Phoenix was given a lot. Oh, my yeah. God. Why but, did I mean, flash that man off stage? Have any of you guys stopped artificially inseminating cows yet? Not yet, no. <laughs> Personally, yeah, I can't give that up. <laughs> Have any of you stopped it inseminating started, cows? It, no, it started off. <laughs> he said no. It started off like a very strong speech, but it just sort of started to fall apart and deteriorate by the end. And then he was talking about cancel culture, and we were all like, "No, go back!" Like he was just, I don't know. It, it started very he... strong and just started to waver a little bit, and then he ended sort of strong. He's ended very strong with his quote by um, his brother River. I find it. Oh yeah, that was very. That very was very sad. touching. Yeah, I. Uh, I wish we saw like Keanu Reeves' reaction because oh. they, uh, him and River were such best yeah. friends. Oh, they were really? younger. Mm-hmm. Stand by me, baby. And then uh, I. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I. I. Thing is, I just find it weird that I think the perception of people who like the Joker so much are like people who are like I guess like on the right side of, uh, like a political conversation, hmm. and then you have Hawking Phoenix. Who is you so woke? Hawking. You mean walking? Is it walking? Yes. Oh my God. I don't know. Hawking. <laughs> He's um, a hawk and a phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, I. It is very strange to me because I think, like, watching his speech, I'm like, this man is woke. Like, he is very much of, like, this woke culture. And it's just weird when I see people's reaction, like, because that guy went viral screaming about the Joker over. Uh, uh, the Joker losing a parasite. Did you guys see that? Oh, no. I have no. not seen that. Not Someone... This man just goes off, and I'm like, you are 
the perception of someone who would hate Joaquin Phoenix to me. Did it seem like he had actually seen Parasite? No, he he didn't know what Parasite was at all. What? (laughs) He talked about how, like, uh, Joker was so good dealing with mental illness and then dealing with the conflict of rich and poor. And he's like, how can Parasite contribute to this conversation at all? That was my problem with Joker was that it was talking about too many things at once. And so it didn't have enough time to actually dig beneath the surface. That's crazy that he didn't. I mean, if you want a movie about the divide between the rich and the poor, I've got one for you. It's Parasite. <laughs> well, I mean, do you want to dive into like the big recaps? We don't have to go through all of them, but we can go through most of them. I yeah. mean, we were. Can we go through all of them? How many did you we get right? Uh, I got 16 right. How, you got what, 16? No, I got. Well, you abstained I got from eight two. wrong out of 24. That's 16. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, math major. <laughs> That's terrible. Why does this keep happening? Stop doing math on the show. <laughs> Somebody's got to run these numbers before. I can't cut it all out. I mean, <laughs> I it's going to be in there. You stuttering. What? I mean, I worked through it. Yeah, you got there, and that's overcoming it. Congratulations, and- Lillian. Yes, definitely. You 24 minus 8. And that is? What's 9 times 7, Dylan? Visual effects. Shut up. It's 1917. Nine plus 7. 1917 is the wrong answer. <laughs> but it did win visual effects. That was a little shocking to me. I really thought Endgame was going to get it. And I think Endgame still kind of deserves it. I thought that, but then they showed me the visual effects of the little clips they showed before, and they showed the burning building. Yeah, I was like, that was amazing. I was so shocked. Was that like, was oh, I didn't even. I thought it was just the fire that they added, but they basically added a whole building. And when I think about it, I'm like, uh, imagine the plane. Like, I don't. Like, that had to be a visual effect. Yeah. Is that plane going no, down? No, it was real. He just dived in there. <laughs> but then uh, I also think about... Uh, I watched a video, like, before coming here, and it was about how the bomb's going off when he's running, about how they have to visual effects out all the dust from the tires and all the tracks oh. that the car leaves because you could see it on camera. And also, I think when uh, the boy is stabbed and killed, because uh, it, it doesn't let off his face, but his face keeps turning gray. I'm like, that's yeah. a visual effect, yeah. clearly. And I was awesome. like, mm-hmm. it's Very just good. perfect. It is hard to do visual effects with one takes, but at the same time, you can also hide cuts in the visual effects. So you're kind of doing both. They're all significantly longer takes than normal. It's not, it's definitely not like one take. It's meant to look like one take, but it's several one takes stitched together. (laughs) I just thought it was funny that you said one takes. Well, there are multiple one takes. Waters. Okay. (laughs) And costume design, Little Women was the victor. We love As our we period predicted. pieces. That was, yes, our prediction. Was that what y'all put on the ballot? We did, we You're did. Voting of course. I mean, what, what else? It's Civil War period dresses and, like, uh, suits and whatnot, and it was done believably. And it, like, it, like, gave the feeling of, like, little women. There was, like, splashes of color everywhere, which is what you need to, like, give that warm feeling of, like, home mixed with, like, Civil War period, like, depression, like... Family dresses like this these poor people who are like struggling to survive with these cold outfits in the cold cold winter but then splashes of color like that hope that little women give sort of so i like that there you go wait y'all who who did you think was gonna win original song because i genuinely as much as i love elton john i didn't i didn't that was not my first choice beautiful ghosts by taylor swift oh okay It was definitely going to be Elton John, just looking really? at the other categories. Elton. Or the other nominees. I just... 
And then listening to the songs again, I was like justified in that it should be Elton John. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just because in the frozen aisle at Target, Into the Unknown plays so much. So I just really thought that was going to win. The Frozen 2 performance was incredible. That was oh my God. a killer performance, yes. let me tell you. <laughs> killer performance. I, because I, you know, I wasn't there to see it because I was at work. So I looked it up online last night. It was very and good. And it was incredible. Well, Elton John won Best Song. And Bombshell won Best Makeup, which, I mean, we talked about a little bit earlier with them cutting them off, which was very sad. But one of the cool... Oh, stop doing that. One of the best things is uh, the guy, the the one person that did speak, the man, he was um, trained by Rick Baker, who has won seven Academy Awards for Best Makeup, including The Grinch and uh, Norbit. I think he was just nominated for Norbit, but he was definitely won for The Nutty Professor. Which he's had a very strange and interesting career, but it's still like when you think of Norbit, you don't really think of like the makeup, but when you really think about the makeup, you understand why he won an Academy Award, or was nominated for an Academy Award for Norbit. That's crazy. Yeah. What a guy. He turned Eddie Woman into a obese woman. And See, Eddie Woman? I it. <laughs> you really did say Did I say Eddie of, Woman? You said Eddie really Woman. Did. I'm sorry. Eddie Murphy. Into. <laughs> <laughs> From Eddie Murphy to Eddie Woman. Uh, What's next? Uh, we have Original Score, which was won by Joker. And I, I believe she's the first woman to win that award. Is that true? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I didn't even think about female composers till I heard about her. Because like every composer I could ever name off my head or look up is a guy. That's true. But now right. we've got Hilder Guanadotir. Hilder, yes. Hilder, yes. Hilder. Though I do think if it wasn't going to go to Joker, I would have given it to 1917, Thomas Newman. Me too. I uh, I watched this uh, video again about the Joker soundtrack, and uh, it's talking about how she takes inspiration from Psycho, because she basically tries to use a majority of strings. That's really cool. Mm. I like it. I mean, it's still really good. It's like one of the only parts of the movie that I did like. Yeah, was it was score. exceptional. Next up, we have production design. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood win that. Barbara Which, Ling and Nancy yeah. Hai. Yeah, we sort of predicted that one. I mean, it was one of two awards that that movie got, and I think it deserved it. I think Parasite mm-hmm. deserved it more. I really do. Yeah. I still do. I think Parasite I deserved all the awards, yeah. even though they got three of the awards, but it got the three best awards. Four? Four. Four. Oh, God, my God. Get out of here. Okay. Frick of frick of um, I I like the production design. I think I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood deserved a win. I agree. I yeah. because it's the whole movie. I think is about putting yourself in that world. I think that's even more about the Sharon Tate murders. It's just about putting that old classic Hollywood world, and that's just all throughout because of the production design. They've just completely nailed it, and like everything feels so lived in. Especially when there's a movie like uh, Don't Mind Is My Name where you're like on a film set, but there's like they just brought uh, these little lights and they said, hey, we're on a film set. This was actually like, let's change it and make it look like it's something people can film on. And it has this atmosphere that it produces. I mean, I thought it was really well done, but and I think it definitely deserved the award, but I just think Parasite deserved it more. So I'm not like upset, but I'm just in love with Parasite. <laughs> in, in, we're well away. Yeah, entirely. 
after production design, we have sound mixing, which went to 1917. I Called mean, it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> war movies usually get the sound awards, particularly sound mixing, because it's hard to combine all of these different sounds you might experience in a battle and then conceivably uh, be able to point out every single sound you can hear. Bullets, explosions, the dirt falling on the ground from the explosion, running, screaming. Um, what else did I have? Uh, the music being like worked into there so that it can like be heard but doesn't like cover up the rest of the soundtrack. And then just like combining it all is just very well done. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And that's why war movies usually win. And they typically win sound editing, but that didn't happen. This year. No, it went to Ford v. Ferrari, which, I mean, I understand. It's very hard to record sound and, like, make it sound, like, record dialogue in cars that are, like, from that era because they just sound so loud. Yes, one me? of my teachers, I think it was just Beckler talking about it. They it was talk- definitely Beckler. He talked about how they made a, uh, they had to make a new microphone. That went up to, I don't know how many uh, decibels, so it could hear what the actual people are saying within the car. Some of the dialogue they say in cars going that quickly is their actual dialogue and not ADR. Oh, that's crazy. Which is incredibly impressive because you have to be able to work your way around that sound of the car engine and all that. And so you have to have a very high-powered, very condensed microphone to focus in on your voice specifically. Mm-hmm. And then you got to hide that microphone in the clothes so you don't see it in the shot. <laughs> Which makes it harder. So, I mean, I could see where they would deserve it. I just think 1917 deserved it more, but I'm not upset. I just watched Singing in the Rain, and anytime <laughs> the idea of like hiding a microphone in a bush and then like trying to speak into the bush while you're like delivering your lines is so funny to me. Like, why didn't they? <laughs> That's so funny. The Oscars. <laughs> what? Guys, would you believe me if I said that I genuinely, I put 4B Ferrari on my ballot? That's I saw I you do it, win. so yes, I believe you. Would you believe me? I, I saw genuinely you freak did. out when it won, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched I believe you do it. it, and then you were like, I'm going to go on a wild limb and put 4B Ferrari. You said, I like the sound of cars. Yes. They go wrong. You did say that. <laughs> uh, best international feature film, of course, went to Parasite. Ooh. I mean, the only other one that I think it was in comp- real competition with was Pain and Glory, because... Mm-hmm. That was very well received. I need to see it still. It it sounds very good to me. But, I mean, Parasite just... It was the only one of these movies that was actually also nominated for Best Picture. So if you're going to nominate an international (laughs) movie for Best Picture, it better win Best International Movie. I mean, that just doesn't make sense to me in terms of sets and subsets. I mean, what? (laughs) Okay, math major. Yeah. And moving on, we have Best Live Action Short Film. And we saw the live action short films... Uh, and the one that won was the neighbor's window. How do you feel about that? I, I hated it. I think it was. Just, I think it was literally the worst one of all of them. I just think it was just because of it was in New York or something. I don't really know. But last year I had the same experience where Skin won, and I hated that one also. Mm. So I don't know if it's just a commonality about it. Which one would you have preferred to win? Um, either the first one, which uh, Brotherhood, Brotherhood, or. Uh, Nefta Football Club. I loved Nefta Football Club. It was so funny. I didn't see either of those. It's okay. Hadell or Adele? That was the best joke (laughs) of that entire night when we watched all of them. It was very good. Uh, After Best Live Action Short Film, we have Best Documentary Short Subject, which went to Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl. Can you believe that Tony Hawk was there? Oh, my God. That was so funny. 
I I don't know. I didn't see the documentary short films. Me neither. But that looks so cool. Was learning how to skateboard in a war zone as a girl. And I just just saw the clips was so awesome, and I want to know why Tony Hawk was there. Well, it's about skateboarding. I can't I'm, believe. Of really course. zoomed in on his face. Did you guys notice in the Oscars when they were going up to show someone uh, who was being nominated, or they were just going around, and someone won, and the person stand up and left, and the camera man falls forward did you notice this no what yeah it just goes up and it goes and the person walks by him and he goes and he just falls and you just see the camera go huh and then it cuts to the wide really quickly of the person walking up and you see the cameraman ha- like slowly getting back up being helped up oh that's so sad every time no just the one, that one time. time that exact one time yes okay when, did you think yes. he fell every single time the way that you phrased it, it was did you see when the cameraman fall? I guess I don't know. I did see it fall so when it was like near Scarlett Johansson. That might have been it. And I it can't like, remember who it was. It was like trying to pan over Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost, and then the guy just like fell. Yes. And then it cut away quick. Mm-hmm. But they tried to cover it up and it didn't work. Um, then we've got Best Documentary Feature, which went to American Factory, which is the Obama's produced. Obama. Yeah, their higher ground production thing. I saw yeah. that. Did you watch the whole thing? I did, yeah. Oh. Then you go off, talk about it. Um,. I mean, it was definitely interesting. It was about, like I said, it's um, this Chinese company, Fuyao, uh, which does automotive glass. They bought up some closed-down GM plant in the Rust Belt. And so it starts off with, okay, it's all hopeful. All these people that lost their jobs in the factory, they get it back. Um, and then and then you're seeing this weird clash of cultures, um, but there's also respect involved. Like It was like kind of nice to see that happening. But it mostly deals with the attempt by the American workers to unionize within the factory. And then um, the, I forget what his name is, but the head, like, chairman of Fuyao is, like, aggressively trying to stop it. And so it just, like, the last hour and a half is just playing off of that. And they did not successfully unionize, which is pretty sad. Um, but I don't know if it should have won for that. Like, it was a pretty standard... I mean, I thought it was engaging and interesting, but I don't know if it was a winner-type deal for documentary feature. It sounds kind of like that episode of It's Always Sunny where they're, like, trying to attack the Chinese fish factory across the street and, like, D has to go work there. This <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> the most ridiculous episode. It's very funny. It's but yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. But, I mean, it's obviously not anything like that. Well, right. Yeah. What Name a better documentary that came out this year. I didn't see any others. One Child Nation, Four Sama. Um, I don't know that's, if that's a good one, Spencer. But I that guess. one was very critically acclaimed. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, next is cinematography, which I think obviously went to 1917. <laughs> Roger Deakins. I mean, who else? Rip who the else? Lighthouse. I think I wouldn't have liked it if it had just been like, a sh- if it was just a one without anything like specifically artistic about the cinematography, but that flare scene won it for me. Like, if that flare scene wasn't in there, I'd be on the fence about it, because I don't think you should just win an award for making a movie look like a, a one I don't think that's, like, special enough. But because it was a one and it was, like, artistically valuable to me, like, which I think is pretty pretentious to say. But <laughs> I was going to say, it was a little pretentious, that. yeah. But because it was, like, good, I, I was on the side of Roger Deacon. I mean, the flare scene is just beautiful when he's running through the ruined city. I... That on top of the fact that it's a wonder put it over the edge for me. Yeah. He's a master artist. A master. 
And coming up next, we have original screenplay, which we didn't think it was going to go to this, but we wanted it to. But go ahead. Dylan. I did vote for it on my ballot, though. Oh, look at yeah. that. Yeah. Because they won the WGA for you original screenplay. And that pushed me over the edge to vote for Parasite. Because I was like, if the writers liked it enough, I mean, people certainly liked I mean, it, the only other ones that it had, was in competition for was Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time is what was the betting odds were saying that mm -hmm. that would win. But I didn't think it was going to win just because, I mean, the Golden Globes is such a small voting party compared to the Academy. I didn't think that that's really a strong enough predictor. Um, I, I don't know. It wasn't even Quinn wasn't even nominated for a BAFTA. I don't know. I, I just felt Parasite had a stronger chance of winning. Plus, it was better. I mean, it just was better. Uh, I think I enjoyed more that Knives Out lost than Parasite <laughs> won. I can see that completely. Had Knives Out won, I nominated. probably would have just turned off the TV and walked out, that even though it wasn't my party. Disgusting. <laughs> if I would have turned off the TV. <laughs> I would have said, we're not watching Ryan Johnson talk about how great Knives Out is. Oh was he even God. there? I didn't even see him there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they didn't cut to him because they knew he would win. <laughs> he he definitely was there. Too. I don't know why yeah. he wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Knives Out 2 coming soon. <laughs> and then is Adapted. Really? Please don't yes, not. it is. They're no, working on it. It's going to be different characters except for Daniel Craig, who's just going to be in the detective in a new mystery where we know the okay answer before that. it happens. So, I mean... I could be okay with Daniel Craig doing another mystery thing. I could, I could be, be okay, okay with, with it being an actual mystery. Like, had had Ryan Johnson made an actual mystery and not try to be, like, <laughs> crazy with the genre, so it might have worked. But the end was just so bad. I can't. I, the donuts I and the hues. Oh, don't even get me started. But props to Zach for making, for, like, buying the donut holes and putting the donut holes <laughs> in the donut so there's a donut hole in the hole of the donut. Props to him for doing that for the Oscar party. Truly a marvel of food engineering. <laughs> right? But then he also cooked Ramadan, which was really good. Uh, what a sweetheart. Yeah. Shout out to Zach. We love you. Anyway, next is Adaptive Screenplay, which went to, surprisingly, a little bit, Take Away TT, Jojo Rabbit. I mean, he won the WGA, but I really thought Greta Gerwig was going to get it. I really did. I was kind of hoping she would. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that Jojo Rabbit won when Spencer, I came in. Spencer, you've seen both. What do you think? What is it adapted? I think Jojo Rabbit is the worst out of all of them. I think The Irishman has a better screenplay, and Joker, Princess. Little Women, The Two Popes. I think The Two I don't Popes think screenplay is beautiful. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't say anything because I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, but I don't know. Oh, you didn't see yeah, it? Jojo Rabbit is just... It? No. It's just okay. It just It just feels like... There's the idea that there's imaginary Hitler, but uh, I just feel like the issue is that you can so... It feels so awkward that there's imaginary Hitler I agree. in the movie, and that's not in the book. Oh, so it feels it's it feels strange to me that I can feel that awkwardness in the movie. Mm -hmm. I bet I could see that in the screenplay, and then they win the Oscar. But Little Women was so well adapted because there were parts of the screenplay that weren't like like she changed the story structure from the book, and it like flowed better. I think that's why some people would have disliked it as an adapted screenplay. Is because she changed parts, but she also added in like uh, the real life history stuff at the end of her m making the book and then having the happy ending. That's not in Little Women. That's uh, her adding in real life, mm -hmm. putting it in there. But I liked it. <laughs> I loved it. I liked it. I thought it was good. We have next animated short, Hair Love One. I mean, everyone Woo! knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, come on. And for animated feature. Toy Story 4 one. There were so many people upset about that. I know, they wanted Klaus. At, at, at our Oscar party, because um, some people wanted Klaus, I think it was Nick and Ryan wanted Klaus to win. 
And then a bunch of people on the other side of the room wanted I Lost My Body to win. Mm-hmm. And nobody wanted How to Train Your Dragon to win. I'm sorry, Spencer. Even though <laughs> that's what you're voting for. But I wanted Toy Story 4 to win. I love Toy Story. And it win. It won. I'm happy. Did you? Did any of y'all see I Lost My Body or Klaus? Nope. I love I Lost My Body. It was really, really great. And, uh, but I don't think I like it better than Toy Story 4. Mm. Hey, oh, Toy Story 4. But you love How to Train Your Dragon 3. Yeah, I love How to Train Your Dragon 3. But also, I love Toy Story 4, too, so I'm I'm fine, no matter which way we go. But uh, I just Disney owns, like, you know, all the animators in the world, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, and next is one of the biggest shocks of the night. Best Director mm-hmm. went to Bong Joon-ho what? for Parasite instead of Sam Mendes for 1917, which is what it was set up to do. Based on literally everything. The, <laughs> yeah. the Director's Guild Award, the BAFTA, the BAFTA for Best British Film went to 1917. There's a there's a BAFTA for Best British Film the and vibes. a BAFTA for Best Film. Mm-hmm. They both went to 1917. <laughs> that is true. Um the Producers Guild Award went to 1970. Mm-hmm. The Golden Globe went to Sam Mendes and yes, 1917. It was, it was like lined up perfectly for Sam Mendes, and he just got knocked <laughs> Destroyed. out. Destroyed. Absolutely. So sad for that dude. But that's because I think the Academy has the widest like voting members out of all these awards, and so all these people coming together, this many people, instead of just sections of these people in different like categories of their professional lives. They're all coming together and saying, well, I think overwhelmingly we all like Parasite more, even though a lot of us might agree with 1917. I also think it's because I know a lot of people say the Oscars are so white and they're trying to change it, but they are still very white and very old. But compared to these other organizations, they are probably the most diverse, I would assume. (laughs) Well, that and the Academy also led in uh, this past year or so a lot of new voting members from like around the world, a lot of international voting members. So that factors into it definitely yeah and what did you think of when bong joon ho shouted <laughs> out Mar- martin scorsese and quinn tarantino oh my god i cried i know you cried <laughs> i loved that so much yeah, that was, was so cool like bong that was hive became real sunday night <laughs> and that was just so amazing it was just so sincere is what i is what made it matter because other people like uh thing with like walking phoenix like i go and glow stuff and we congratulated everyone that was like a heartwarming moment, but Bong Joon-ho was just so pure and sincere. And have you guys seen the little little gif where he looks at his Oscars for a little bit and goes and just breaks down to a smile and just looks up at people. I'm so happy. I think he was just so shocked that he won. I just because I didn't think I think I genuinely believe he didn't think he was going to walk out of there with awards, which is crazy because he's Parasite's won the most awards overall for various categories in, throughout this award season, so. I mean, he hasn't won a lot of the major awards, so it was a little shock. It was definitely shocking to see it win, but I'm so glad he won. Are you crying right now, Lillian? No. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, she's just thinking about how amazing it is that Bong Joon Ho won. It's making her cry again. No, I just genuinely. He he really like he's and his delivery of you know someone once said and then he he gave the quote and then he was like that the was Martin Scorsese. I don't really the most know personal is the most creative. That was beautiful. What a great quote. And then like. And then Martin Scorsese started crying. It was just so genuinely like, that was his hero. And he's like, in the same category. I think my favorite thing is when he said, when he said, and that was Martin Scorsese. And it cuts to Martin Scorsese and he hops like he's surprised. Like, that was me? I know. <laughs> yeah. I was wow. Like, I don't think he knew that was him. <laughs> he, like, he was like, like wow. I've said so many great quotes <laughs> over, throughout my life. I can't believe that that one made through, you know? 
Yeah, that was super cool, him sharing the love like that. What a sweet moment. Now, the acting categories was um, very straightforward. It sort of carried through kind of yeah, like a couple know. years ago. It was uh, Laura Dern from Aristoe for Best Supporting Actress, which there's some, I don't know, contention. Is there? A little bit. Some people, yeah. A lot of people wanted Florence Pugh to win. Well, that was like that's, wishful that's, thinking. That's every nomination. That's not yeah. contention. But, when y'all I mean, thought Kathy Bates won for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny because they like did the video and then they cut to the, like, the names and the everyone nominees. thought Kathy Bates won. That'd be so funny. But no one was paying attention. I just, I just, so vividly, just looked... vividly remember at our Oscar party, everyone was chanting Florence Pugh's name. And I was like, why? She's not going to win. <laughs> It's going to go to Laura Dern. I mean, I can't see it with not going to Laura Dern. But, I mean, I love Laura Dern. I think she's a great actress. And yeah. I thought she was good in Marriage Story. And I think she did it was, Yeah. I, thought it was I held out hope for Margot Robbie. Yeah, I would have yeah. liked, if anyone that else would have won, I would have wanted Margot Robbie. I could see that happening. Her performance was really good. And then we've got Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Best Supporting Actor. I mean, an incredible performance. <laughs> so funny. I forgot how funny and like dry he was in that movie, but it's just so good. No, it was some dumber than that. No, it was something like <laughs> that. That was so good. He's such good delivery, and I don't know. He's better than any, which is crazy to say that he was better than anyone else in this category because there were so many big names in this category: Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Anthony Hopkins, Tom oh Hanks. This was a stacked was category stacked. against him, and oh my god, you're right. He won over. I mean. He's like the youngest like actor in that category, like in terms of like career wise. Like they all, they were all pretty big in the industry by the time he came around, and yeah. so it's his first acting Oscar. Yes, when he said, "Well, he won Best Picture for um, 12, Twelve Years, Years a Slave," producer. But I mean, when he went up there and he was talking about how everyone in the category were like heroes to him, I like, I believed him one hundred percent. Like sometimes I hear it and I'm like. Yeah, that's great. That's that's wonderful. But I believed him because these are all like the people that were like right there before him, and he really just came in like admiring them as he grew up, and so that was touching. It Very was touching. a lot of sharing the love. <laughs> uh, for lead actress, we had Renee Zellweger for Judy, which we all saw coming. Yeah, didn't see it. I don't think did anyone. You Spencer saw it, saw Spencer. It. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. She's good in it. She made me sad when. They wanted me to be sad. <laughs> That's about it. I think Charlotte Johansson probably deserved it more. I could see that. But also, I kind of want Saoirse Ronan to win. Oh, my God. Yeah, I take it all back. Saoirse Ronan deserved to win. <laughs> I, I forgot for a second. I keep getting distracted. Like, when I look at her, every nothing else exists. Uh, I, I just, lost wow. Ronan. I just... She's been nominated so many... She's been nominated four times now. And, like, they're all really good roles. And I'm just sad that... She keeps getting overshadowed. History will remember her. That's yes, true. they will. They're not going to remember Judy. Uh, no, they won't. That is true. Lead actor, we had Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Yeah. There, I mean, there were so I... many surprises that night. I was really holding out hope that they would say Adam Driver. Or really, really <laughs> holding out hope that they would call out Adam Sandler. I think that'd be a really funny <laughs> joke. I think that'd be the funniest <laughs> joke ever. And Adam Sandler runs up and just accepts the award. Did you guys watch uh, Adam Sandler's Independent uh, Awards acceptance oh speech? God. No. It was very good. It was very funny. I mean, I love Adam Sandler. I wish he did more movies like Uncut Gems, but, I mean, some of his comedies are pretty funny, too. Well, Jack and Jill 2 is coming now, so I'm so ready. Is that for real? That's one of the movies you said is coming? He said that's what he's going to make if he doesn't get nominated for an Oscar or win an Oscar. No, he's just not going to happen. 
There's no way. Please. He's a man of his word. He'll do it. Please no. This is his revenge on the Academy he voters. He did sign on with Netflix for like four movies. So. He made bad Another movies without thing. even trying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> underestimate <laughs> And of course, last but not least, best picture, big shock, went to Parasite. Big Crazy. shock. I really thought, it, like, when they won for best screenplay, won for best director, I was like, it has to win for best picture. And if 1917 wins for best picture, I'm going to be so upset because you can't lead me up like that and then take it away <laughs> at the last second. And let me tell you, you got a video of it, right? I did. When it was so called, when, yeah. when Jane Fonda called Parasite, everyone in the room screamed <laughs> with joy. Compared to if they had called Joker, we would have screamed with terror. Yeah, everyone just exploded, and I'm so glad because I was thinking, I was like, they got direction, they got the screenplay. I was like, if this happens and I don't record it, because I knew everyone would go crazy. I was like, I need to do this. And somehow, uh, I mean, it was beautiful. It went on for like a whole minute and a half. People just kept screaming and clapping. I thought that was the whole... Every film major in the country, I thought, had that moment. I was just screaming for Parasite. But it's just so good. I just love when everything in the universe turns out right. And that's what happened. Noah ate an entire tube of toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) I think just the reaction was incredible in the room at the Dolby Theater. Because, like, everyone immediately stood up and was, like, crowding around the front of the stage. Like, they were all, like, cheering it on. Because everybody in that room was very excited that Parasite won. It was the first time it was historic Mm -hmm. to watch a foreign film win Best Picture. And so, like, a lot of people were super excited about that in the theater, and they were all, like, screaming happy, and they were all, like, patting people's backs as they were running up to get to the stage, everyone involved in that movie. That's so cute. It was just lovely. And South Korean films are, like, they've just been going for decades. Like, we had Old Boy, we had The Handmaiden, and people never really talked about them too much in, like, a mainstream American way, but they have had decades of amazing films. And so now... Here we are, and they got recognition. And I think it's cool that the Oscars are going in this global perspective mm-hmm. and trying to be like, oh, we are uh, almost like international, but the same way of like where America's like international perception. But then also, Midnight Movie Society on Monday is showing the host. Ooh. Ooh. I just think the Academy is trying to lead that way for more fe- like foreign films to become more mainstream. Like Parasite and Roma were fairly mainstream these past few years. And I think they're trying to push that agenda with um people who don't watch a lot of foreign films so that you can we can normalize the idea of a foreign film and that we can watch the like watch them in big theaters we get wide releases in the u.s for like some of these films which would be great well i think it's like a societal change it's like we keep getting more and more global is that this is becoming more and more common so we have also south korea like bts in Japan, we have, we've had anime for decades. It's just like this growing thing where it's more and more common, where it's not seen rare. Like uh, in the 70s, when Mad Max first came out, they had to dub it because people could not comprehend Australian accents enough to understand what was <laughs> happening. But look how far we've come where we can uh, watch these movies completely in a other language but understand the story being told and recognize that story that was told. Very much recognize. I'm so happy. Now we're going to do something that I think is going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Oscar Jeopardy. Woo! I've got four categories. The categories... The category... <laughs> <laughs> the categories are... <laughs> the categories are... Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress. And there are point levels at 200, 400, 800, and 1,000. I skipped 600 because I wanted to get to 1,000. 
That's a lot of math, Dylan. I don't know about that. Well, hand me a pencil and I'll write it down. <laughs> well, some of us are fast math. Uh-oh. And some people have slow math. But we don't judge them no matter what. Okay, integral. Okay, but Lillian, hand me a pencil. <laughs> it would just be easier. Careful. And so we're going to go one by one. You say the category you want, the point level you'll give. I will start listing uh, facts, like answers to the... <clears throat> So the, the question, you have to give me the question, who is, what oh. is. And if you get it right, you get the points. If not, we move on to the next question. Those who uh, win the award, win the points get to uh, pick the next category. You guys know how Jeopardy works. Yeah. And at the end, I'll try and total them up. And uh, you don't so, know how Jeopardy works? I don't know how Jeopardy works. Okay, Spencer. We are so, guess- he's going to say the winner, and we're going to guess the year, basically. Well, not just the winner. What? There are, like, questions about, like, basically, oh. I'm going to say, like, some might be, like, this person or this movie won for this award this year for this and this and this, and you have to guess it. And some are, like, um, this actor won this award for what movie? Things like that. Gotcha. So, basically, I give, like, the answers, and you have to supply me with a question. So, like, if I said, um, this ac- this director won for directing the movie Par- Parasite, you would say, who is Bong Joon-ho? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right, and then at the end, I'll try and total it up. Okay, now, Lillian, <laughs> Lillian, since you are our latest new guest on the podcast, All right. I will let you go first. So what category and point level would you want? Are the point values, are they actually, do they get harder as the point values go up? Uh, I was in a rush to make this. So, <laughs> I mean, no. I don't know how much you guys know about. 1,000 best uh, picture. Okay. How do uh, how does the buzzing in mechanic work? Just teams? first person to say it. Okay. Which I mean, uh, it shouldn't be too bad. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> for best picture for one thousand, this movie won. This movie won the Bro, best the? picture award in two thousand and nine. It stars Jeremy Renner and was actually the, the Hurt Locker. Locker. Okay. Who is what is the oh, Hurt Locker? Oh shoot! Ryan gets it because he answered it as a question. What the? So, a thousand points oh, to this Ryan. This is not fair. We have to... Let's do honors code and raise our hand, and then we can... Okay. All right. Okay, I will I will determine who wrote, wrote, like raised their hand first. Ryan, what's your... Let's do... One. Best Picture 800. Best Picture 800. This movie won the Best Picture in 1994. It stars... Yes. Pulp Fiction. No. Oh, what is... I'm sorry, he got it wrong. We have to move on. Wait, what? what? That's, that's the rules. Of, that's exactly how it works. What? Well, we get to take it, do we not? I have to stop rules. there. I have to stop there, and you have to guess. House rules, we also Does anyone do. have it? Oh, wait, well, I uh, have it. Well, I'm what saying is it first. What is Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump gets it. Oh. Oh. All right. What year did Pulp Fiction Ryan, actually let's go. win? It didn't win any. It oh. never won Best Picture. Yeah, it lost, That's right? so sad. Did it lose to Forrest Gump? Absolutely. That's why. Oh. sad. Ryan, what's next? Good try. We'll go uh, Best Actress, 200. 200? This actress holds a record nominations of 17 times in this category. <gasps> what is... Oh, oh, Spencer. Spencer, raise hand first. What is Catherine Hepburn? Um, no. Who is... Who is Catherine <laughs> Who is Catherine Hepburn? Oh. Incorrect. Any guesses? Um, Wait, do I Barbara Streisand. Incorrect. Who is Meryl you Streep? Get you get it. Darn. The answer was Meryl Streep. Oh. It was Meryl Ryan, what's next? 
what is best actor? Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Ben Kingsley has only stop. I, I can't, I can't I read. Stop looking. I just... Ben Kingsley. That's even. That's worse. Ben Kingsley has only won one Academy Award, which was for this movie where he plays. Yes, Spencer. What is Gandhi? Gandhi. Iron correct. Man Two. <laughs> Spencer, Three. what's the next category? Um, best picture for six. For was it? What was it? Four hundred. Four hundred. Four hundred. This movie won the best picture in nineteen seventy-two. It was directed by Francis Ford Coppola and starred Spencer had a first. Spencer definitely had it first. I think Ryan did, but... What is The Godfather? The Godfather's correct. All right, Spencer, what's next? <laughs> uh, best Picture 200? This movie won the 1962 Best Picture. It was directed by David Lean and starred Peter O'Toole. Spencer. What is Lawrence of Arabia? Lawrence of Arabia wow. is correct. Spencer, what's next? What are the other categories? Um, best director, best actor, best actress. Oh, best director, 1,000. Oh, director. Best director, oh. 1,000. Actually, I don't know. Ang Lee, the first Asian to... What is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Incorrect. You don't what know is... what the question oh, I was, bro. I wanted to look smart. Life of Pi? Correct. Yeah. Oh. Which is crazy because he also won, if you let me finish, but the question was, Ang, <laughs> Ang Lee, the first Asian to win this Academy Award, has actually won two Oscars for direction. The first for Brokeback Mountain and the second for this movie, and the answer is Life of Pi. Oh, so Ryan is <laughs> I was afraid you were about to say Brokeback Mountain, and I would have so said funny. wrong, and you, then you would have been like, what are you talking about? All right, and then Ryan, I would have that next? Life of Pi. We'll do Best Director 800. All right, the youngest director to win this award at only 32, Spencer. Who is Damien Chazelle? That is correct. Dang, you're right. Oh, what a he won for La La Land in 2017 because it came out in 2016, and he was only 32 years old, which makes him the youngest. All right, Spencer, what's next? Best director, 400. Uh, this director was the third director to win two directing Oscars back-to-back. -back. Ryan? Five. In your E2. Uh, I'll take it. Who is in your E2? I'll take it. Alejandro G. In your E2. He won for Birdman and The Revenant. Back to back Ooh. in that order. Ryan, what's next? I did not know that. We'll do... What's the fourth one? Um, fourth actress. Three. Actor, actress, picture, director. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Pictures all taken up, and we have 200 okay. for best director, and 200, 400, and 1,000 for actor, and all of actress, except for 200. Do actor, bro. We'll do actress, 1,000. Actress, 1,000. Now, this one was the one I had to come up with last second, so it's kind of easy. But she won the award twice for Fargo and three Spencer. Who is Frances McDormand? Correct. Three what? What? Do you not know? Or do you just want to hear it? Three billboards, yes. That is correct. Spencer, what's next? Best Actress 800. You can't do that. Best Actress 800. Reese Witherspoon won the award playing opposite Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> opposite Joaquin Phoenix. Spencer, you have the answer? What is Walk the Line? That is correct. She played Junebug. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I always Spencer, thought if next? I were to play anyone, it'd Best be Best actress, 600. Julie Andrews won this award for playing the titular character, Spencer. Eat, pray, love. What is the sound of music? Incorrect. Oh, the titular. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is Judy? 
Garland. Who? Judy Garland. Julie Andrews? Incorrect. <laughs> Julie and Julia. Incorrect. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It is Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe nobody got that. We're going to go back to Spencer then. What's, what's the next category? Best actor, 200. Nobody left. <laughs> this actor is known for winning his award for playing the chilling Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins. Who is Anthony Hopkins? Lillian gets Where it. Where was the hand? Dr. Lecter. I'm going to give it to her because she had zero points. <laughs> yes, please. All right, Lillian, what's next? It's your last. Also, none of y'all. Pass. What was the question? Oh. What's next? Actress for whoever's left. We have done all the actress. Actor for whoever's left. Actually, you didn't do any actor. Actor. We have done 1, actor 200. Actor 1000. <laughs> This actor is the only male actor to win three Oscars for leading roles. Five. Who is? Christian Bale. Incorrect. Ryan, do you have a guess? <laughs> no, I really don't. Gary Cooper. No. Spencer? Three. Oh, yeah, Cary Spencer. Grant. Stop. You can't guess anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, who is Cary Grant? Really? That's uh, incorrect. I was, though. That was weird. Oh. Do we get to keep going or do we? Are we um, all allowed? I'm gonna let you keep going because I want to see who gets it first. Uh, back to Ryan. What do you guess? Can we get? Is there any more hints that you? Can That's get the only no? hints that I have. Um, he. The like earliest what time period is this man? Is he? He won his first award in 1990, the 1990 Academy Awards. 1991 Anthony Academy Hopkins. Awards. No. Denzel Washington. No, he's only won two. Anything? Matt Kevin Damon. Costner? Not Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's only one for direction, I think. Yeah, direction. Oh, direction. And Damon? picture, maybe. Never acting. In a lead. In the 90s? Matt Damon. Solely in lead roles, three for a lead. Yes. Um, so it's oh, a oh, famous lead actor. Robin Williams. No. <laughs> Did you hear what I said, Matt Damon? <laughs> Why does no one respond? He's only appeared in, I think, 12 films in total. 12 or it's like it's in double it's in between 10 and 20 he has not appeared in a lot of films hold on hold on hold he's on. been nominated six hold times on. oh daniel day lewis that's no. correct you can't remember that name. i'm not gonna give it to anybody because oh uh, boo it took too long no but i couldn't it is I daniel kept, day lewis i was thinking of lincoln and then i was thinking of andrew lincoln and i was like that's not right get him out of my head <laughs> spencer will go to you since you guessed right even though you didn't get any points what's left um, we have best actor two hundred best or best director uh two hundred best director two hundred best actor four hundred and I think that's the only ones left. Best director for four hundred or two hundred. Yes, just say yes. <laughs> this actor turned director won his Academy Award for Dances with Wolves. Oh, Kevin Costner, <laughs> Lillian, you got to raise your hand. I knew that one. My mom loves Dances with Wolves. Y yeah. All right, Spencer, that? the last one left. Here we go. We're going to call it the Daily Double. Because it's... For 200. <laughs> it's the only one left. Wow. Um, points. What was it? Oh, yeah. So it's worth 800, even though it's in the 400 category. Okay. It's for Best Actor. This actor won the award in 1963 for his portrayal of Atticus Finch. Yes, Spencer. Oh. Five, four, three, I don't either. two, yeah, I don't remember. one. Oh. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Phineas. The points are out, so are there any guesses? Um, he's in Roman Holiday. Uh, um, um, um. Five, four, three. It's Gregory so Peck. Bad. Oh, oh my Gregory god. Gregory Peck. 
All right. The pick. In the lead, so in last place, dead last was Lillian with two hundred. That I got by cheating. I guess that. I mean, you got you guessed. Well, you were right. just excited. Yeah. That was the only one I actually knew. Ryan came in second with thirty four hundred, and one thousand ahead of him was Spencer with forty four hundred. Wow. So congratulations, Spencer. You won Oscar Jeopardy. Congratulations. And what is my prize? Um, you get a hug from me later. Oh. I was I, I was thinking bad about prize, right? Yeah. Sad. <laughs> I was thinking about getting like candy for the winner, but I did, ran out of time. You know what? I'm eating my guava candy. Says so any y'all want it? Guava? Yeah, you can have it. We're just gonna let you. F- Why are you eat that? Please eat it. Stop. Please eat it quick. <laughs> I'll cut out the crinkling. Eat it now. I just got no eating. Okay. No eating. What do we have? The last thing we have is movie of the week. Ben, Ryan, what's our movie of the week? It is When Harry Met Sally. That is Aww. true. Oh yeah, it came out in 1980, and it's for... 89. Or, you're right. Wow, dyslexia again. It's the lights. Um, and yeah, it's for our Valentine's Day, our Valentine's week. Yep, it was directed by Rob Reiner, who starred in All in the Family, and directed Stand By Me, Princess Bride, Misery and a few good men in that order back to back, which is incredible. And he also directed this is Spinal Tap and flipped, and and flipped, but <laughs> it's not on here. But those are all great movies. It was written by Nora Ephron, who also wrote Sleepless in Seattle, Julie and Julia, Bewitched, You've this Got is, Mail. Set up some payoffs, sir. Yeah, it is. Stand yeah. by me is on here too. Starring Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, Carrie Fisher, and Bruno Kirby. It was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> <He's pretty loved>. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Screen play for Nora Ephron, but she didn't win. Mm-hmm. And can you give us uh, a synopsis? Um, I've seen this movie, Lillian. You've seen it. I'll have what she's having. That is the most famous wow. line, Spencer. You seen it? Okay. Well, my take on the movie was that I mean, it's a movie about love, of course, but it's also a movie about taking the leap and taking the risk into a relationship because the whole movie is about them being friends and like them questioning whether they should take that move into being a relationship. And so it's about like it's about that, and it's also kind of about the crush you never knew you had. Like they sort of have a crush on each other, but there's never any like open acknowledgement in the story, in their any kind of like inner monologue, even or any kind of way of like letting the audience know that they do reciprocate feelings until, like, the latter third of the movie. And so it's really about, like, we, the audience, are watching this relationship from the outside, and we can tell, obviously, they have feelings for each other, but they don't know that. So it's really about, like, not knowing that they have feelings for each other, yet having feelings. Do you, do you feel that at all? Does that... Um, if we have any locals out here, the Enzion is playing it on Valentine's Day. Y'all can go see it in a whole big theater. That is true. The Enzion is playing it in Maitland, Florida. So if you're not doing anything on Valentine's Day, you can go and watch When Harry Met Sally, which is or other movie. people who are also are not doing or it. you can go you watch, can watch Sonic, the, Sonic Hedgehog. the Hedgehog. No, I mean you do you do what you want to do. Or you go see Birds of Prey. Uh, yeah, if, if you want. Take or you go see Parasite fun. again. I would say you go see Parasite, but maybe not for Valentine's Day. Maybe for the <laughs> Valentine's Day weekend. If I had, if after Valentine's if I was Day. gonna make a recommendation for a Valentine's Day movie, I'd say watch When Harry Met Sally, then Sonic, back to then Parasite, then I... Birds of Prey. Well, no, you want to end on good note. Yeah, but I I would definitely say no. Like in my order of what you should watch on Valentine's Day, uh, Birds of Prey is definitely last. You're right. Oh, in priority. Yeah, I thought you were saying yeah, listen, watch four movies this weekend, yeah, and I here's agree. what's the order. I was on your watch Weathering with you. 
for Valentine's Day and fall in love. That was really that was dramatic so intense. <laughs> I think I'm about to fall in love with Spencer. Aww. Aww. Can we get it all? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We did it, it, guys. Round of applause. Um, yeah. That's too, too loud. It is too loud. I'll cut that out later. It is too loud, he said. <laughs> really get in with this cutting stuff out. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a stop lot of editing this show. we well, got to stop, I was stop setting up yeah, the Lillian live listener. Lillian hadn't hissed into the mic so much. She well, verbally express your disgust. That's terrible. No need to neigh or hiss. Neigh? Yeah. You're not you know a horse nor snake. <gasps> You're going to really tell me that you didn't do horse sounds? She said, nay. Are you genuinely telling me what? Lillian, did you what? hate birds of prey? You literally nay. told me. Nay. You said, <laughs> <laughs> What? Ryan, you can't make that noise ever again. You're not allowed. Why? Because it's disgusting. I'm wearing I, headphones. I can hear he it talking? vividly. Well, hey, everybody. I'd just like to take a moment to say. That's all the time we have, so if you'd like to give our thoughts... <laughs> all right, okay, Dylan, take it away. <laughs> That's all the time we have. <laughs> if you would like to give your thoughts on the show or make a suggestion for the movie of the week, you can email us at theboxoffishow at gmail.com. What was that, Lillian? That's theboxoffishow at gmail.com. That was, in fact, theboxoffishow at gmail.com. Spencer. Goodbye. No, what? <laughs> that was not your cue. Our main title theme doesn't exist anymore. No, 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 no. Look, look. Our main title theme is Sundown by Joseph McDade. Our producer is James Poole, and our script editor and one of our guests today was Lillian Snyder. Lillian, thank you for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. And our other guest here was Spencer Giles. Thank you so much for coming by, Spencer. Goodbye. And if I can say one last thing, is the most personal is the most creative. Oh, yeah. Cry again, Lillian. Shout out to Martin. Uh, All right, be sure to tune in next week where we will talk about Birds of Prey uh, and have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.